Unconventional Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 4. You're listening to the Unconventional Weight Loss Podcast with your host, Suze Crort. This week, I spoke to Steve from FatherGrowsLess.com. Steve has lost 24 kilos and his whole family have lost a lot of weight and completely transformed their lives. I spoke to Steve to find out how they made these changes. Here's Steve. So can you tell us a bit about you and what you do? I'm a family man that works for a large cold storage distribution centre as a business improvement guy. Spend most of my free time running around after children, really. So can you take us back to the old you before you started on this journey? Um, how was your health and, and what did you feel like? Yeah, well, uh, I didn't feel too good, actually. It was starting to get a bit embarrassing when I when I was puffing, doing my shoelaces up. Just just the pressure of leaning over to get down to my shoelaces was all getting a bit too much. I was having trouble. I've got four children, aged from 11 now down to... 11 down to six, four children, two boys and two girls. And, um, you know, as, the, as they were getting older, my boys are, are really into fishing and uh, lots of football and cricket and different activities. And it was just getting harder and harder to actually interact with them and cleaning up around the house to try and get down under the couches or do anything like that really was difficult. Getting upstairs, I was puffing. And along with it, I was constantly hungry and distracted by hunger. As I went, so uh, my 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 blood wasn't good. I, I've been uh, found to have high blood pressure on a few occasions. I, I've got a I've got a knee that needs to be replaced. It was just deteriorating, so I was having trouble. Say if I was on the ground, having enough strength to push myself up. I had severe stomach cramps. I ended up in hospital, and they had probes in every orifice they could find. Um, so, so that wasn't good. Um, you know, so I was visiting specialists for those types of things. And uh, generally, I was deteriorating. But I, I was sort of in denial at the same time. So, so had, it, had it been getting worse for years and years? Or, or look, did it all happen I, quite I, was very, I was a very fit young man. And I think that um, I'm now 51. But as a, as a younger guy, I, I played a lot of sport and, and took things for granted a little. But probably from about the late 30s onwards, I got caught up in work a little bit and just found myself probably not eating as well or exercising as much. So I think it just accumulated over time. And I remember finally freeing myself up to go to the gym. And I played football mid-80, say 85, 86 kilos when I was pretty fit. And I went to the gym with my brother-in-law dragged me out and um, I jumped on the scales at the gym and I was probably about 40, mate, 39, 38. And I jumped on the scales and I was 100 kilos and I just was convinced that they were broken. So they took yeah. me around to about three or four different scales in the <laughs> gym to try and convince me that I'd actually hit 100 kilos. And I wondered why my clothes were so tight. But I, I, I just hadn't put weight on weight in my life and... Uh, then um, it was all starting to happen. So from from there, conventional diets, if that's what you want to call them, just didn't work for me because I was just hungry all the time. I just continued to eat too much probably. And, then, and what I found out since is the wrong foods and um, just slowly built up weight till uh, Australia Day last year. I, was, I hit 149 kilos and started to uh, realise that something had to be done. How did you know which approach to try? Well, look, I was, I was exploring different things and, and you know, I, I'm, 
I've always been a bit of a skeptic. So mm. I had no joy in eating uh, low-fat products. Um, I had no joy in eating low-fat cheese. I, I'd had some arthroscopes to clean my knee up, went on to some hospital health plan or something, so I was allowed to see a few professionals, and they gave me the options of a physio and a, and a dietitian. I said, okay, no problem. So I went along to the dietitian, and, and her answer to me losing a bit of weight to take pressure off my knee was to eat rice crackers and low-fat. And, and, oh, no. And that was like sort of, to me, that was like pulling teeth. So I just tried to explain to her that this would in no way satisfy me and I'd be distracted all day, I wouldn't be able to concentrate. That that was that was part of the plan. There was other things in there, but that was my snack and I was allowed to have three of those a day or something and I, I just couldn't see any sense in it. But at the same time, my, my, my daughter, who was around 10 at the time, she was also starting to put on weight. Well, she had put on a lot of weight and she was struggling to be active and was... Um, laying around the house a little bit and not involved in much and everything was an effort for us so I just started to look a bit harder at what could help me set an example for her and also try and save my knee at the same time and improve my health. I sort of interested in in reading about it and and discovered a movie called Serial Killers Movie in which Donald, an Irish guy, athlete, um, wondered why his dad, who ate well and never drank or smoked, um, had a heart attack. From there, I started to read a, a fair bit of Professor Tim Noakes and his associates. And so I thought, well, this sounds good to me because I've just always loved leaving the fat on my steak, despite yeah. stares you might get in restaurants. And, and I love cream and I've loved all, all that food. And I I thought this this is the life for me. It's oh, yeah. food I love. It's easy to cook, and I just went for it and and took my daughter along for the ride. And uh, plenty of art. my wife, who's probably a little bit younger, she is a bit younger than me, and so I was brought brought up right at the start of the uh, low fat craze. So she was probably influenced by that through school and 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 government and and whoever else wanted to shove it down her throat. So that created a bit of a clash around the house for a few weeks until she started to see some results and, and got sick of, you know, cooking two meals. We, we sort of all started together. The family got going and we haven't looked back. So how long did it take for you to notice the difference? Well, from January when I was at, at my peak, I sort of gave up a few things I liked, like like beer and probably pasta at that point, just touching on it a little bit. And, and I just started feeling a little bit less bloated. And I thought, well, that makes sense, you know, though couple of things out but it still wasn't affecting my general well-being so once I got started in March last year it was probably I really noticed my stomach starting to deflate pretty quickly um, and I, I kept measurements we keep a we, we've got a big blackboard on a wall where we write all our weekly results so my waist started to um, reduce fairly quickly so it was probably probably four or five weeks to really where things started to really kick in I felt much better um, I was sleeping better. I had the immediate things were slept better and also had more energy during the day. I wasn't getting that little tired patch, you know, between two o'clock and three o'clock. So I could get through the day better. I started noticing at work I, I wasn't going for my lunch at nine o'clock in the morning. I ate breakfast cereal. It just didn't sustain me and, and I was distracted. And I'd eat my lunch sometimes by 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. So then I'm looking for more food by 11 or 12. 
Uh, all of a sudden, that went away because I was feeling more satisfied from the fattier, bigger meals. And um, I was more focused. I wouldn't even realize it. I didn't, didn't even give food a thought to about one o'clock. So that, that all happened in the first four, four or five weeks, I guess. And what about your wife and your daughter? Did they experience similar benefits as well? Yeah, not, yeah my wife, um, and I think, again, from what I've read, women tend to lose a lot of weight very quickly. She lost a couple of kilos or three kilos rapid fire. And started to feel a bit better, and people started commenting on on how much better she was looking, and her skin was looking better, and she just her shape changed. She sort of lost a bit of, around the belly, but she she hasn't lost a lot of weight over the journey. Certainly, she I think she's lost fat. My daughter has lost 11 kilos, so she 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 was the star of the show, and so much better. And 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 again on my blog, there's some great photo before and after photos with her. That that puffy look went away. She was much happier. She was uh, got back, you know, right into a sport and was bouncing around the court, playing a few games of netball a week. And she plays cricket with my boys and our team. So she's a different girl, really. She's got a lot more energy. She's happier. She dances around the house rather than sort of drags herself around the house. Yeah, so it's been great. Her weight loss is stabilised now, but which we're happy with. She's a growing girl, so she's in a good way. She knows how to manage it, and she's quite disciplined generally. Oh, that's great. But it must be a lot harder for her at school and things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can, it can be. At times, it's been embarrassing when we've sent them some uh, tins of tuna. They felt well. They felt a bit embarrassed. <laughs> so we, we're we're mindful of that. But they they sort of know the rules. So a lot of the stuff they're happy with. They're happy to take leftover um, sausages or leftover hamburgers, that that type of thing. And we um, spend a bit of time. My wife spends a lot of time on lunches in the morning before work. And um, and we try and prepare meals with a bit of leftover stuff that, that we think they'll like the next day. So, look, it's, it's part of our life now. So we, we um, the kids are generally pretty good. And we found some little treats that they like, like we make an almond meal bread, which they all like. So it fits into the, the low-carb world that we're eating, but it's also something that they like. And we, we, we put plenty of butter on it, and they all like the butter and uh, generally like cheese. And, and we their fruit a little, but we, we allow... My boys, are, my boys are pretty lean and fine, so that they have a bit more fruit than the girls. The girls tend to, we can tell when they've eaten something that doesn't suit their body. They come home with a big belly, and that's always a challenge at school too because the, the amount of sugar that's handed out to them in the school ground is just unbelievable. But we just try to educate them and, and keep them balanced about it all, and in the end they're going to make their own choices about those things. But and So with the carbs, do you find that you need to stick to a certain a certain number of grams? Are you quite strict with it, or, or is it enough just to be kind of low-carb for you? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I'm, I'm quite strict, and, and I guess our family is. So I, I, I find it easier for myself to be black and white because otherwise things can creep in. Look, as a general rule, I'd probably guess I'd try to keep around you know 25 grams or less. Sometimes, again, look, the first seven or eight months I didn't have a beer, which I enjoy my beer, but summer months came along and I still play a bit of cricket. I, I treat myself on the weekends and have a few beers and I just find that if, if, if I'm sort of in the zone of losing a bit of weight and feeling leaner, that, that'll put a stop to that. Um, but as a general rule, you know, our, our carbs come from um, vegetables, so broccoli and and the like and a bit of dairy and stuff. So it's, we don't... We don't intentionally add carbs in other than yeah. those sorts of things. Do you feel that your metabolism has changed? Good question. I, I always had a pretty good metabolism. Again, I kept lean as, as a young guy. Um, I, I think my daughter's definitely has. She processes things really well. She 
problems with bowel movements and stuff as a young girl, which we had to try and deal with. She still does to a degree, but I think that's much better for her. We, and we need to keep an eye on that because one of the one of the um, problems with the low carb meals, you can get a little constipated. So we make sure there's plenty of almond roughage and broccoli and and coconut oil and water in there. But for myself, look, I, I haven't noticed a difference that much and probably because I was blessed with a pretty good metabolism in the first place. I think I just tried to corrupt it and now I'm just pulling, yeah. it, back into, pulling it back into what I'm used to. What about your health now? Have you had any improvements, oh, especially with your knee and things? Yeah, fantastic. Well, I think one of the big things is that um, my body feels less inflamed, so I'm not as puffy. My fingers are a bit narrower. My face is definitely narrower. My stomach. I I move much more freely now with my knee, and I think it's sort of allowed a more natural. Again, not I'm not getting scientific here because I don't understand science completely, but. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got better lubricants in the body, I think. So my, my yeah. knee is better oiled. Uh, it doesn't crunch now. It used to crunch because I've got bone on bone in there. It doesn't crunch. So I think I've got some sort of lubricants in there now that are uh, making it move more freely. I did eat too much sugar as a child. So my teeth aren't, aren't as good as they could be. So, But my sensitivity sensitivity in my teeth is gone. Um, I can drink cold water now without it hurting my teeth. Stomach cramps are, are pretty much gone occasionally i'll get one but pretty much disappeared i had gallstones they're not a problem for me anymore i used to get gallstone pain oh wow i don't get that at all it's just sort of gone um my blood and again i put this on my blog but um my bloods have improved my triglycerides are going from 1.7 i think down to 0.7 um my my cholesterols have all improved. My my good one's gone up and my bad one's gone down. And does your doctor know how you did it? Well, he, he's funny. He's a friend of mine, my GP. So he's sort of uh, skeptical, and he keeps pointing out that this is for me. Good for me. It worked for me. <laughs> so I sort of have a go at him and send him some stuff on Twitter and whatever every now and again to keep his toes. <laughs> but you know, he just sort of says, "Well, who'd have thought?" Yeah. Pretty much because they. I was actually used. He runs a pub clinic. That's pretty good. It's been on the Channel 7 News here in Melbourne, and so it's grown each year. But it's a male clinic where they use and stuff and have it in a pub, and they have some health speakers there. And, he, and I was just I was just starting when he ran it last year. So he used me as a bit of an example up there on the stage in front of 200 people and, and these Channel 7 cameras, but sort of to, to denounce it. I said that, was, that sort of helped fire me up a little bit. I bet. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> so, so it's on again in a few weeks, so I'm, I'm wondering if I'll get a right of reply, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. And what about things like your taste? Do you crave sugar and things, or, or I, has the fat really helped that? Yeah, look, I, I, I don't, but I could still eat it. If somebody put a bag of jelly mm. babies in front of me, I'd still eat it. But um, I had a liking for sort of savoury-type foods anyway, so I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't really crave sugar. I don't think about it during the day. But, if it was again, if the temptation's right in front of me, I'd have to get away from it. Yeah, because <laughs> I, yeah, I do that. like it. I don't know if that's a craving or whether I just like it. But uh, the best thing about the fat is that I'm, I feel full. I have, I'm down to probably one meal a day. Like now, just before this call, I, I, I was feeling a little peckish, so I've just had a cup of tea with some cream in it, and I'm good now. Oh, because there's nothing worse than feeling hungry. That other way of doing it, those those diets and the dietitian recommendations and those things were never going to work for me because if I was hungry, I'd just 
I, I just eat and I just grab whatever was around. And usually it was the wrong things in our house, which I really it was it was bread and it was pasta and it was breakfast cereal and those types of things, the grains and stuff that I realised are no good for me. And so I've, I've just cut all those out. You know, our, our pantry is down to two shelves. We, we hardly have anything. Our recycle bin used to be overflowing. It is now um, half full when we put it out and it's a fortnightly sort of pickup. We use less toilet paper. Like our, our family doesn't really create a lot of gas anymore. No. <laughs> That's sort of interesting. On that alone, I just think, well, it's it's got to be much better for us because we're just functioning in a, a far cleaner, healthier sort of way. So I've read on your site about fat fasting. What, yeah. What's that about? Yeah, okay. Well, again, along the journey, and I was keen to experiment as as we went, I'd read about people doing a, a, a fat fast, and, and I'd become pretty in tune with my body in terms of that I'm not eating, so I'm using something for energy. So I've turned things inwards to use my own natural reserves rather than looking outwards for to pump fuel in all the time. Along the way, I we'd do our weekly blackboard update, and I'd get stuck for about four weeks at a certain weight, and 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 I thought I could keep going. So I read about a fat fast, which really is a bit of a kicker to to um, get the body to start to get in tune with using fat for energy again. A bit of a kickstart. So, so my wife and I agreed to do that for two days, where we ate 250 grams, I think, each of cream cheese, Philadelphia cream cheese, um, with some celery, and we'd sprinkle a bit of chili or whatever we wanted to give it some a bit more taste. And we had that broke that into five blocks, and we just ate that during the course of the day. We're going to do it for two days, but you know we're on a bit of a roll, so we thought, oh, we'll keep going. So we put, we nearly went four days, so three and a half days. We could have kept going, but we thought, oh, that's yeah. enough, and um, yeah. thought it certainly kickstart me. We lost over those few days, we lost a couple of kilos each, and it kicked me. Since then, I've lost six, probably another six kilos, three months ago. So it got got my body rolling again, got the metabolism fired up again. So I was back back in the zone. But it sounds like when people plateau, you do just need to change things up a bit yeah. to just get into that next level. That's right. And I didn't want to just starve myself. And, I, you know, I just knew that wouldn't work because then I'd go ahead and eat too much somewhere along the line. So we just, you know, put a bit of fat in every now and again and a little bit of flavour. And um, you don't need much. It's amazing. You, you don't need much to survive or, or to yeah. thrive, really. And um, it, it did us. did us. We could have kept going. What advice would you give to somebody who finds themselves where you were a couple of years ago and doesn't really know where to start? Oh, look, I think I think um, I, I get asked that question a lot by by people, you know, because I, especially I, I interact with a lot of women, but they're, they're they're acting on behalf of themselves, their children, or their husbands. So I get asked different questions by lots of women, and a lot of guys are interested as well. But I think the the, the problem is that sometimes they're after the silver bullet, mm. and, and that's what. A lot of the fad diets are offering on TV with their ads, lose weight, 12 week program, yeah. that, that type of thing. And that's what they're used to. And they keep searching for that. I don't offer that. I, I just offer my experience of our family and they're doing so. I just try and get them to start where I started, I guess. I, I, I recommend the Serial Killers movie. Mm. Um, there's some good websites. There's dietdoctor.com, the Swedish guy you might know. Tim Noakes, I get to look at that. Um, 
and and I do get them to visit my blog only because I've got, within my articles, I, obviously I want them to be interested in my stuff. But within my articles, I've got, I've got lots of links through to other interesting articles that I've found that have helped me. I get them just to search for low carb, high fat on Google and see what they come up with. I send them lots of texts and and information that I find just to keep them motivated and. Uh, things that I think are relevant to their situation. But the main thing is really I try to encourage them to to be patient and to try to get their body into a fat-burning system to understand sort of fat and what, what, what carbs and grains and so on are potentially doing to their body in terms of their, their spiking their blood sugars and... So really, it's it's a, it's a bit of a softly, softly approach. I try I try not to preach it too much. Although wherever I go, somebody wants to talk about it. Because I'm not an expert. I'm an expert on my situation, but I still I sort of get a bit of a buzz out of trying to help people at the same time. Can you tell us a bit more about the community that you've built up? It's slow, slowly building, and and I'm happy with that. Um, again, it started. I started my blog in July last year, June, my first post. And it's interesting, I find, I guess, the best way for me to understand about my community is how many people read my posts and comment on my posts. And I find that there's some that are more um, popular than others. And generally, it's about our family situation that seem to be the most popular, um, where I relate our experiences and just integrate it into our normal life and, and perhaps provide some fairly practical basic you know we, we went to an athletics event and this is what we took to eat mm, and yeah. and those types of articles seem to get the best responses and from the my google analytics and so on they seem to spike a little bit more than some of the others so i i think that um i, I certainly aim at the family market and try and help people whose situations are similar to my own that maybe i can understand a little bit Having said that, that, that that's fairly broad because I'm a I'm a, a 50 year old male, so that's that's a market because I think there's plenty of guys who out there who probably were in the same situation as me, plenty of wives out there having to put up with those guys, but also <laughs> also trying to to make sense of all the offers that are out there in the in the world, and um, you know they want to look their best and feel their best, and and it's confusing for women, I'm sure. And but also, um, you know, there's lots of people who've got children who are probably, um, for whatever reason, you know, struggling, showing signs now of ill health that, that it could plague them the rest of their lives. So that's a fairly broad range that I aim at, I guess. Where can we find your site? Okay, it's at um, father, fathergrowsless.com. That was a fairly ambitious title when yeah. I started. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably my goal supposed to be a bit of a pun on father knows best but you know so fathergrowsless.com and um yeah so it's about 10 months old now so far i'm still learning oh great thank you so much for your time today no problem suze you've been listening to the unconventional weight loss podcast with your host suze Crort. for more interviews and resources check out www.unconventionalweightloss.com yeah.